Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. We made it despite being how many kilometers apart are we today? Today, I don't know. Where's uh, Geelong from Werribee? I'm going to say 40 k's. I was going to say 40 or 50. Yeah, about a marathon apart from each other, but hey, close yeah. together is always in our hearts. Indeed, and we kind of we had a little bit of a technologically impaired start. You know, uh, I have recently. I haven't told you this, but I've switched the hosting platform to captivate uh as opposed to anchor i feel like that there is a way to record through that directly i wonder i think we should try and play with it maybe next time yeah why not because this one actually costs money because i'm hoping it'll help us uh we don't like that we like free options yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) but i was noticing that with anchor our uh reach dropped and i don't know if that was just because we went on hiatus for like three months or if it was just anchor uh, but already since I've switched to Captivate, we're back. We, we've we've picked up some more numbers again. Right. Okay. So it could be Anchor or it could just be the crappy, crappy podcast. It could be both. Yeah. Could be a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Hey, speaking of paying for things, we both paid to watch the Berlin Marathon this week. And that's what we're going to talk about today before Absolutely. we wrap up at the end and talk about how we're going for the marathon. But we want to celebrate some greatness, don't we? Yes. Totally, totally, totally. It was Yes. Well, when we're ready, I will be ready. Yes. Okay. Well, so if, you, if, if you're if you listening to this and you don't know why you're listening to this, stop what you're doing. Go find a highlight video or a stream video of the 2022 Berlin Marathon, which Elliot Kipchoge won, Spoilers. setting a new world record, taking 30 seconds off the new world record to finish in a time of two hours, one minute, and nine seconds, 30 seconds better than his own world record that he set in 2018, I think it was. 2018, yeah. At Berlin. Yes. At Berlin. At Berlin. Berlin now officially, I think, has nine of the 15 fastest men's marathons in history. Yes. It's a fast course. It's like an absolutely, like people will come to Melbourne and say that's a flat, flat course. Berlin is a flat, fast course. Yes. Um, and, and the weather conditions on the weekend were spectacularly perfect. They were perfect. They were so perfect. Yeah. Like they kept saying in the announce, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but they kept saying throughout the entire race, so many things had to come together for certain things to happen. And they kind of all did. Mm. Like everything that needed to happen for a perfect race kind of happened. Yes. What was your experience? So you used the flow track. Um, stream. I know yeah. a lot of people went out and found other streams. A, a few friends of ours, I don't know if you noticed, they found a YouTube stream that cut out with about 10 kilometers to go, which would have been oh, super no. annoying because so that's when it started to get it. really good. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you know, I didn't mind, like my biggest gripe was, and this is not something that you can help, is like every 30 or 40 seconds or so, like the announcement, the announcer would like drop off. Like in the middle yeah, the of the sound cut out. That was yeah. kind of annoying, but and, and a lot of times it was right in the middle of something that I kind of wanted to hear, like the like the kilometer splits or some kind of aspect that they were talking about that I was interested in. And I kept saying to Aaron, I'm like, come on. And it's, it's funny because you know, the day before, obviously, there was the grand final yes. here in Melbourne. And I'm not really that into it. I watched it, but I I never kind of understand how people can get into it and really like go like scream at the TV or yell or get excited. And then like, if I watch a marathon, like Aaron was watching the same thing. Yeah. And she was like, well, this is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I thought the commentators were pretty good um, for the stream that we had. The picture 
was amazing, yeah. except at one point mine froze. And so I had to go back in and restart the web page and then it was fine again. Yeah. But yeah, the sound quality from FlowTrack stream was a little annoying. I did comment on that mm. um, with a couple of friends and they were like, oh, well, our legal YouTube stream is fine until it cut out of the 30K exactly. mark. Exactly. Mm. No, it's not so fine. The only thing, and I did, there was a couple things in the race, you know, obviously, you know, they kept switching back and forth to the female race. And of course you yeah. have to do that, but and they, they did say this a couple times in, in the announcements. It's like, you know, it's kind of sad that the female race is going to be kind of uh, um, forgotten forgotten, or not as paid attention to because they're all hmm. looking at what yes. Elliot could do. Underappreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's so right. And it's so sad because there were some amazing performances there as well. I'd like to see split screen. I mean, we all have televisions now that are 50 inches, 60 inches wide. Yeah. I was watching mine on a 75-inch television. They could put the women's and the men's side by side and let us see both of them at the same time or do what they've done in other races, have the women go off first. I know that makes it a women's only marathon yeah. and therefore it's different and maybe they don't get the advantage of the male paces. But for me, just show at the very least show them side by side. Yeah. I can watch basketball and have four basketball games going at once on the screen. I can't see the women in the men's marathon side by side. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, they have the technology to do it because every now and then they were doing that. Like when yes, they switch back and forth, like for a couple of seconds, you would see both. And it's like, why not just do that the whole time? Because we're not stupid people. We can pick no. whatever we want to watch. It's like it's not going to confuse us that much. Do two streams. Do one with commentators that's for the men point. and one for commentators for the women. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I guess it costs money, but also how much money is this bringing in? So, I'm so sure what, it's going to be that. another two people sitting at the finish line watching the monitor. And they've got to have the bikes and the cameras on the women's anyway yeah. in case something happens. Hey, speaking so, about bikes and cars and everything, every now and then the car was like honking its horn really oh, obnoxiously. What was how annoying that? was that? Is that I can only think that there was people in the way because there's people running back and forth across the track. Okay. I was very surprised at how little barriers there were on the course. Yeah, to be me honest. too, actually. Um, I guess German people really well behaved. But if um, I'm like, if I'm anybody running and I'm like zoned in and that's happening every like, because it was happening like every five minutes. All the time. I was yeah. like, it, oh, dude. It was super annoying. I was the same. I was like, why is this car honking? It's not clearing traffic. But I can just only think that there was, because there was people on bikes riding around all, all over the place. We saw Kipchoge's drink man, you know, would ride up ahead, stop, get out, get Kipchoge's special drink out. What a stressful hey, job. Oh, you'd be panicking, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. And how fast would you need to ride as well? Well, yeah. To get ima but yeah. Imagine if you, though, I said this to Aaron too. I was like, dude, he must be so stressed out. Like, imagine he just slips and doesn't actually get the handoff right. And that's yeah. now three kilometers that he goes without. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be yeah. in that position. Exactly. So so the um, let's step through the race in a, yeah. in a systemic way. Let's start at the start. Um, so the, the the best of the men and the best of the women all headed off together. And I think it was 7.15 German time. It was about yeah. 5.15 in the afternoon uh, No, it was, was, was 9.15 German time. It was late. late 9.15 German time. Yeah, Very late, late start, start then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they all headed off. And straight from the start, it was Kipchoge and two other blokes. Like, yeah. it was amazing. In the first kilometre, mm. it just became obvious that he had set off at a pace that there was a guy with him who had ran a 58-minute half marathon. That was He was keeping Bally. up with him. That was Ballyhoo. Yeah, the Ethiopian. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he really and held his own. 
He held his own. And then there was last year's defending champion. Yeah. Uh, um, Ado, uh, Ado, uh, not Adobo. Ado's. It's not Adobo. Adobo is a type of chicken in the Philippines. Yeah, that's um, right. But he didn't even yeah. come top 10. No, he faded really, he faded really badly. hard, yeah. You know, they, they they just split the field wide open. Those were the only two people that could go with Kipchoge yeah. for the first half of this marathon. Um, and it was, you know, the women, they settled in behind their male paces and they were also doing quite a fast time. They were off world record pace for the women, but they were always ahead of the course record course for record Berlin. Is, yeah. That's correct. Whereas yeah. Kipchoge was ahead of world record, he well did. ahead of, the, well, world record is the course record. In yeah. Berlin. Well, he kind of, I mean, technically went through the half with a world record. I mean, not for a half world record, but you know what I mean? Like, no. because he, he split. It was the, the first fastest half. half marathon as part, it was part the of the fastest a full marathon. first half of a marathon ever. Yes. It was 59.51, I think. Yeah. So he wanted the, you know, he, he wanted the paces to go out and do a 60.50 for mm-hmm. the first half. Mm-hmm. And they did a 59.50. Yeah. Now, a 60.50 put him on two-hour marathon pace. Yeah. So the 60-50 would have been good enough for him to split um, and, and go for, to break sub two. Yeah. He went through faster than that. So Which, he actually faded in the second half of the race by a couple of minutes. Yeah, and you could – it was such an interesting thing. you know, Because I was – because I had heard that that he had said that to the Pacers as well. Because, like, mm. like, watching him run, not paying attention to the Pacers at all, you – I got the feeling that he was going, he went out there to do a sub two. He didn't go out there to break the world record. He went out there to go no. and prove that he could do a sub two. I feel that as well. And it's just, he, yeah. I mean, yeah. him fading hard is so much better than our best day ever. But you, yes. could, you could tell, like, you could yeah. tell. So he, he needed to go because if the world record beforehand was two hours, one minute, and 35? 49 seconds. Or 49? Something like that. If he needed to go under two hours, he needed to take a minute off that in the first half and a minute off that in the second half. Yeah. And he took a minute off it in the first half. And then he got fast. Like he kept going for the about five or six Ks after that. I think at one point he was like a minute 10. Yeah. He, um, his it, fastest it, split, I think, was a 247 or 243, yes. 247. Yeah. At one point they had him on pace to break his time. Um, where he broke two. He, yeah. he was on pace to go faster than two hours 41. Yeah. Like so the whole time was, in the first half, he was yeah, beating the first those 25 numbers. Ks or so, he was beating that. And so then once he got to 25 Ks, the paces started to drop off. Yeah. Um, he lost any competition. Like he absolutely blew it. Like he won by five minutes. He won by five minutes. That That's is huge. so far. Yeah. It's enormous. It's just, it's just so huge. Like, <laughs> but. <sighs> It was an interesting thing. It was because I think I said to you, it's interesting to watch somebody who is so like superhuman race like a normal human. Like he, yep. you could tell by kilometer 25, 26, 27, yep. he was not running the way that I am used to him running. No. Like when, okay, so I guess when they switch back and forth between the men's race and the female races, you see somebody like Elliot Kipchoge and how he's running. And then you see the men who are running with the the females. And this is not, I'm not trying, this is not downplaying anybody. It's just, this is the caliber of man that is running Mm. at that point at that speed. 
it's you know by nature is just different than how Elliot Kipchoge runs, and that's yeah. what it is. It's that efficiency, and he was running like the male that was running with the female elites. Does that yeah. make sense? Uh, like, yeah, it looks so, heavy. So the men, the men who were running with the female elites, they're running a two fifteen marathon. Yeah, yeah, they're fast. But fifteen minutes slower than Kipchoge is enormous. It's, it's a much more efficient stride. Massive. Like his and stride just, is yeah, yeah. It's an art form. Efficient is the way to describe it. The 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 other men, as you go down, the herky jerkiness starts to set in. The symmetry goes away, and I, I definitely know what you mean. From the thirty k mark onwards, Kipchoge didn't have his fluid style. Um, now he was still running, you know, two fifty ones, two fifty fives. I think his slowest kilometer was a three ten. 311. Um, 311. 311, which is yeah. very old. Like, that's which very is, different compared it, to everything else. Yeah. And you know what? His next one after that was like a 253 again. So I feel like yep. perhaps that that kilometer had like a lot of turns or something. I can't remember what the course was, but something yep. happened there. Like, I don't know why, because that was such an out of aberration. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, his first half, you're right, his first half was 59.51, which is just astonishing. His average pace for the entire race was 2 minutes 52 seconds per kilometre. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Astonishing. I can't. Just absolutely astonishing. I was running today. Uh, I did an easy run, and <laughs> at the end of it, I did, uh, like, strides. And yeah. I was. I just wanted to see if I could get up to a 250. <laughs> I didn't even come close, dude. I didn't go below three minutes for my strides. Like that is yeah, like almost an all-out sprint for me to run a three-minute kilometer. Oh, Erin says she could do it. Oh, could she? Oh, yeah. okay. Do it. Do it right now. She's, go do um, it right now, Zach says. I mean, the thing that cost him on his sub-two-hour pace <laughs> was from the thirty-five k mark. He drifted out to two fifty-seven a kilometer. So he from thirty the last seven Ks he did, he averaged two fifty-seven. Yeah. That's what cost him sub two. And even so you got to think about that. For the last seven Ks he was doing a two fifty-seven, he still averaged a two fifty-two for the whole thing. Yeah. So he was doing like was a two forty nine or something. Yeah, he was doing yeah. a lot of two forty sevens, two forty nines. Um it was just it was just weird because I'm so used to Elliot Kipchoge like Negative, negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as soon as he yeah. hit 59 51, I was like, oh, dude, this is it. He's been a negative split. There's no way he's going to positive split. I saw him in Japan when he won his Olympic gold medal and he just got to 30, when he got to 28 there. And that's when he kicked. Yeah. And I've seen him do, I'm so used to him kicking in the second half of the race yeah. and breaking everyone there. But he just, like I said, he, he laid everyone out in the first 10 minutes of that race. They kept saying that it was an inversion, an inverted version of his first world or his last world record at berlin it was like yeah he like they kept calling it science fictional speed in the first half which i guess it was <laughs> really uh and then and then the second half he kind of you know he faded out a bit we didn't i don't know if he faded he just i mean for him he faded for us he just did what he, he just did. still looked amazing yeah correct. exactly exactly yeah what did you think of the berlin course it's um it's a very pretty course it's never it never seemed to run through like industrial district or factories or anything. It no, seemed it's, like it was always it, beautiful. It, it looked like it was all very um not uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like um homely, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just like uh, like villagey is a word I'm looking for. This is again a podcast where I'm gonna look for a word. I'm gonna find it as soon as we <laughs> stop recording. But it was all very quaint. Quaint is a good word. Uh very yeah. scenic, very quaint. 
I'm sure that the people who live there are probably always asking, why do you run through this crappy area? Um, yes. but, but no, it didn't ever look industrial or gross or anything. It was just. Maryland's you know, a big city as well. Yeah, I, I was just saying it didn't yeah. seem claustrophobic at all either. Like no. there are parts in say the Melbourne Marathon and the Melbourne Half Marathon where you're like running through these areas and you're just like, this is kind of claustrophobic. Whereas yes. it doesn't really look that way. Even in the New York Marathon, when they run under the bridge, it's, you know, you're under a bridge. Uh, you yeah. know, a bunch of trolls running under a bridge. It's very claustrophobic. <laughs> Um, um, so some more stats about Kipchoge. The first 10 kilometres of the marathon, which was obviously his fastest 10K, he ran that in 28 minutes and 23 seconds. That would have put him in the Olympic 10,000 metres track final. That would have put him 18th place. He would have uh, – so the, for the 10 kilometres at the Olympics, um, 17 people went faster than that. But he did it in a marathon, and he had to do it four more times, which is just absolutely astonishing. Um, That's it's just... also the twelfth time he's gone under two hundred five. So he's done seventeen official marathons, and he's gone under two hundred five, twelve of them. So you can just bank in a two hundred five as Kipchoge. Well, that's well like, you were. Yeah, I mean, mm. I uh, I don't understand. He has, and I said this on the last time on the last show. He is such a freaking weird phenomenon. Like he started out like doing five Ks and stuff when he was like 17, 18, whatever, how old ever he was. And and he is one of the few who has started fast short and ended fast long. Like yeah. who runs a 10K in 28 minutes when they still have, you know, another 30 30 to go? To go. That he, said- he's been Go ahead. No, you go. No, there you go. I was going to say, that said, that guy that was keeping up with him, Belly Who, uh, mm-hmm. like he was very new to the He's marathon young. game. Yeah. And he kept 23. up. Yeah. He kept up really well. Like, I mean, sure, he kind of faded hard toward the end, but he was with him for like a while. Like he was with yes. him so much longer than I think he probably had any right to be. <laughs> and he still finished fourth. So he finished in 206.40. I'm actually surprised he didn't finish second because of how far ahead he was. So he must have, like, once yeah. once the cameras left him, he must have really. Yeah. I mean. So Kenyan Mark Career, he came through. Um, he was four minutes, 50 seconds behind Kipchoge. He was more than a mile behind him, which is, you know, when you're an Olympic, sorry, when you're a world-class marathon runner, it's yeah. just astonishing. That's crazy. Um, so Kipchoge has been racing internationally for 20 years. You, his first Olympic medal, he won the 5,000-metre bronze in 2004. Okay, it's so, now 2022, so he was and 20. he's just broken the world record for the marathon. Who does that? <laughs> no one. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> that's what – and look, I know I said that he's the greatest marathoner of all time, but with his range and what he's done, it's almost like it's hard to compare runners from all um, – you know, all, all types of events like trails and, and, and like ultras and, you know, miles, but like you look at his range and what he's done over the years, you could almost make a case that he is not only the greatest marathoner of all time, but the greatest endurance athlete of all time, or maybe the well, greatest. They, they, they did talk about that on the commentary we were listening to. Um, and they were talking about the Kelly sure. um, and yep. they were saying the Kelly 
the, the commentator who seemed to be an older older gentleman but who had done events in the past, he was saying he rated Kipchoge for the marathon without a doubt. Yeah. But he said Bekele was the better all-around runner because he had done more on different terrains. He'd done trail running, cross-country running. He'd done the track running. He'd done the road running. Um, he'd done more events. So he rated Bekele as the better okay. runner and distance runner but he said Kipchoge is far and away the better marathon. But how old is Bekele? Um, Did they, do you know? Uh, Bekele's not as old as Kipchoge. Because that's, that's the other thing. It's like yeah. his career has spanned so long and he has like, you're not setting in the running world. You're like not setting world records at 38 or 37. You're retiring. <laughs> in most yeah. sports, you're retiring younger. Uh, so actually, Kinesia Bekele is 40. So he's no. actually older. All right. Yeah, I, he's older than um I take than Kipchoge. Back. All right, he's better. So yeah, he's Come Ethiopian. On, Kipchoge, step up, step up, <laughs> step up. Um, and of course, my internet's crap, so I can't answer that next question. I was going to ask: um, Is he still running? Uh, Who doesn't look like it? Looks like he stopped running in twenty twenty. Bekele. Bekele looks like it. Yeah, I, I remember. I I can't remember where I heard about him last, but mm. I, it hasn't been, it wasn't recently in yeah. terms of race events. Yeah. Yeah. Considering his accomplishments in cross country track and road racing, many consider him to be the greatest distance runner of all time. So, okay. There's, right, there's, there's, there's debate. Yeah. There's no debate. You win. <laughs> I lose. That's fine. Yes. Um, so, and then, so the women's race was actually, the better, more competitive race. Well, yeah, this was an absolute shock as it, well. It really was. It was. It was more exciting, and the reason that I say it was more exciting was because mm. fifty minutes in, there was two people in the men's race, and you knew yeah. who was going to win, and it wasn't exciting. Whereas the entire, like almost the entire time, I mean, look at the the first place. I'm going to destroy these names. I apologize. I know you're not listening anyway, so it's fine. Um, the first place female, Tigist Asefa from Ethiopia, yep. 215.37. Yes. But after that, the next person that comes in is two and a half minutes behind, Rosemary Wanjiru, Wanajiru, mm-hmm. and then another uh, Tigist Abeychu and yep. Workanesh Edessa. They all came 218, 218.03, 218.51. So it was a much closer game. And yes. like every time they went back and forth, they. You, they were just, they were all racing. They were all racing. Yes. The women's race was, um, did you see or hear the commentators at the 10K mark? They were talking about because the women were running, running with the men and they had elite men pacing them, a whole bunch of very, very good male runners had also hooked onto those paces. And so these elite women, the six or eight of them at the time, I think it was, there was a pack of about 40 people around them. It was extremely crowded. There was yeah. a lot of bumping. Uh, occasionally where the course narrowed, it was and those other male runners who were there, they weren't exactly giving these female elites. No, they were the just right like slipstreaming yeah. them, and they were just—they were almost—they were getting in the way, and it yes. was kind of frustrating. It's like, do you know what? You are not in contention for, in terms of the men, you men are not in conten- contention for any kind of podium. You're kind of screwing with these women who are. Yes, it's—it's it's the same thing that I see at like Spartan races where. You know, if you have an elite athlete or an, even an age group athlete and there's somebody who's 
you know, not should not be doing what they're doing or should not be in that age group or that elite category, but they're getting in the way. Yeah. And not that men shouldn't have been there because obviously it's not that they're competing against some women, but they were clearly getting in the way, not on purpose, maybe not, but you kind of have to be mindful about what you're doing and they were using the, right the women's paces for their own yeah, means. Like you know, they cool. won't just happen to be running the same pace. They were deliberately using the women's paces. And tell you what, none of those blokes were there at the end when Asefa was winning the race. She was there by herself. No. There wasn't a bunch of 30 blokes hanging around her. Um, so, so those people were just using that pacing to try and pull themselves along. But, you know, they could have tripped one of the elite women. They could have blocked one of them. I know there was an American favourite. Um, who was never able to get up with the lead women because there was just so many people in front of her. Yeah. Um, oh, the school yeah. teacher? Yes. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Kira D'Amato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Esefa, who won, she beat her PB by 19 minutes or something. That's crazy. It's only her second marathon. I know. So in her second marathon, she beat her PB by 19 minutes and ran the third fastest women's marathon ever. Can you imagine PBing anything by 19 minutes ever? Yeah, maybe eating a barbecue chicken. Oh, I could like definitely maybe that's, do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I could do that in 10 minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, barring, like, real kind of newbie gains, like, sure, you could probably PB your first marathon by 20 minutes. Yeah. But that's if you're not an elite athlete who's already running crazy fast already. Yeah. Like, because yeah. these people, they're at, like, the top of their game. Like, that is kind of like the equivalent to PBing your 5K by a minute or two minutes. Like yeah. those of us who have run a fast 5K or a PR 5K, PB 5K, you know, like how hard it would be to PB by even 30 seconds in a 5K. Yes, correct. So, now, what was the name minutes? of the lady? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was the name of the lady who finished second? Because that was her debut marathon. Yeah, it was. Uh, she ran the fastest debut in women's history. Rosemary Wanajiru. Wanjiru. Yep. She's I, never ran a marathon before and she's finished second in Berlin. Kenya. Fastest day, women's debut in history. Yep. Yeah. That's re- Do you know, it kind of, it gives me, and I know I said last time that we're probably not going to see anybody like Elliot Kipchoge for a long time because they're, it, like, we haven't. And if we were going to, we would have already. But then yep. you see somebody come out like this Who's like, yes. you don't know who they, they're kind of like a no one. I mean, they're not a no one. Nobody's a no one. But do you know what I mean? Like in the marathon world, we don't really know who she is. She hasn't done anything that we know. Not that we're. But well, we haven't like, had a chance unless we'd watched her other race that she'd done. We would well, never have a chance to see her in a that's, marathon. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. she's not a household name, but she comes it's not like out. like guy who we've seen in a couple of different. Richard Richard Koska, Koska, yeah. We've seen her in a number of stuff. It's not like her. But exactly. She's made a name for herself. And as she's made a name for herself, she's like, She's become that athlete that we is like a household name. Whereas somebody yeah. who comes out of essentially nowhere with a fast time like that, setting a record like that, it's like, all right, well, I don't particularly think that there is anybody right now who's going to come close to what Elliot Kipchoge, uh, Kipchoge could do. But that doesn't mean that they're not out there. It just means that they haven't yet put themselves in the yeah. front of the cameras. Yeah. I think it's it's really interesting to think about can a can the two hour marathon be broken in a marathon event, like not an organized breaking to Ineos event, but in an actual marathon event? And I think based on what Kipchoge did, I believe it can. 
I, yeah. I think he did. I do not think he ran his best race. No, I don't Berlin. think so either. I don't think so. I think either. he could have ran a better race. I think potentially with some better pacing, with some better competition, with someone to push him a little bit longer. I mean, he wasn't getting pushed in the last 12Ks, no, let's no. be honest. I don't you know, think it so. was only him who was able to drive himself. And that's really, really hard. Um, I believe in the right race. I think the conditions in Berlin were perfect, but it wasn't the right race. I think in the right race conditions, um, absolutely, he is capable of going sub two in a marathon event. I think the thing that makes me wonder is is someone else capable of doing it? Is everyone else was so far behind? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think either he's going to do it in one of the next events that he does, or he's not, and somebody's yeah. going to do it before him. Do you know what I thought for like a minute was that mm-hmm. when this guy Belly, who was so close behind him with him at yep. the half marathon point, I th- I said to Aaron and I thought to myself. Can you imagine if oh. Elliot fades out and this guy, who we don't know anything about, does the sub two? <laughs> I don't know what. I think the running community would have lost its mind. I don't know what we would have done. I think I, it would have broken us all. We would have stopped everything. It would have been. We'd such have a weird... to celebrate it, but it would have been such a weird celebration. It would have been like you're not the one who's meant to have done it. I know. And that would, it's kind of like messed up because that would have taken, it kind of takes a lot away from it. Not that it happened, it doesn't matter. But if it did, it would have been kind of like, I don't know, you'd be almost angry at him that he did it and he wouldn't get to savor it the way that he should. I I hope no one breaks it whilst Kipchoge is still running. I hope Kipchoge retires and then it's like the next world-class marathoner who comes along is the one that does it. It's like, you know, Michael Jordan did this and then LeBron James comes along. Like, I I don't want some random person just to do it. You know, it has to be the next great has to do it. I feel like it's got to be him. If it's anybody but him, Mm. I'll be sad. If he doesn't He's running out of time. I know. I know. And I think, I mean, the commentators are talking about maybe he's got between five and six events left. I don't think so. I mean, He says he wants to defend his Olympic medal in 2024. Yeah, I guess, but... But that, I mean, you're right. That's only five or six marathons, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I think he's got three really good ones, maybe. Like, who am I? Mm. I don't know anything. But <laughs> based on his age and yep. I don't know. I don't know. It's a hard one. I don't know. I think he needs to do it. When's his next marathon going to be? It's not going to be London because that's like next week. Well, London's <laughs> this week. New York's in five weeks. So it won't well, be either ones of those. Because no, he won't do another one for like six months. No, of course not. No, he won't. He's very, very smart with his rest and everything. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know when Japan or Chicago would be, but they're normally all around this time. That's why it's so hard to do the six majors mm. in a relatively short amount of time. It, it takes normally people, you know, three or years. four years to yeah. do all the majors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they care about their times. If they care about their yeah, times. Yeah, you can do yeah. them all back to back, but you're not going to get a good time at all. But he's he's raised 17 marathons. And he's won 15 of them. He's not interested in showing up just for a jog. Well, that leaves two marathons for improvement, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, that one of them was his first one, and one of them was London, which we've spoken about. Yeah. Um, did you, did you see these stats? Um, so Kipchoge's average pace at the Berlin Marathon, average pace, is would have uh, taken 14.21 for 5Ks. That's good enough to be faster than more than 99% of park runs globally. Yeah, that so makes his sense. Av- 
His average pace at the Berlin Marathon is faster than 99% of park runs globally. His fastest five-kilometre split in the Berlin Marathon, there's only three park runs out of almost 2,000 park runs in the world that have a faster 5K park run time. And that's only for so, a 5K, not a 5K only for 5K. plus another seven yeah, of them. Do another seven after that. <laughs> exactly. So it's astonishing. You know, he could have he could have ran that 5K, and you know that he can run a faster 5K than that if he only has to run a 5K. Yeah. Like his 5K repeats or 5K time trials must be faster than 14.08. He's probably going in the 13s or something. Mm-hmm. It's, and so, yeah, just absolutely phenomenal when you put, you know, what he did in – contrast with what quote-unquote normal humans doing pretty much yeah hey, we're about to run out of meeting time oh look like. at that because i actually pay yeah. for zoom you don't no i don't i'm cheap I how are you going for the marathon things. yeah in good um i put up a meme in the marathon <laughs> group uh i basically for the second time in two consecutive runs i twisted my ankle on my run today <laughs> No, <laughs> oh man, it's like the most guttural pain that is. But it was fine. Like I, I walked it off. I ran through it. Uh, it was fine. It's fine now. Um, but yeah, I think it's I'm doing fine. all right. My back is doing yeah. fine. Uh, good. Your back's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's getting there. It's like not a hundred percent. It's probably eighty percent. But we're getting there. So you did uh, a twelve k run today. Twelve k's today. Yeah. 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 I went to the track and did seven k's, but like ten by five hundred meter repeats. Yeah. Just, you know, a cruisy pace, nothing too hard. Nice. Um, I'm sort of thinking I'm going to do one more track session on Thursday. Again, just a bit of a shakeout thing and then a, a nice slow 5K on the Saturday yep. just to yeah. get the nerves out yeah. and then start thinking about the logistics of getting into the event and my gear and all that sort of stuff. That's it looks like it's going to be a ripper of a day. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. Uh, yeah, I've set up – I wrote all my, my checklists and everything. Uh, I planned out where I'm going to surge, where I'm not going to, where I'm going to – get my aid stations and it's looking like a great day a, le- uh, a low of 10 high of 18 no funny, wind no wind uh so fingers crossed for a really good day yeah have you thought about your logistics are you taking a gear bag and dropping it all off or are you going to keep everything in the car or no, you, do you know what? you're driving no well yeah i'm driving on friday because we got a hotel room oh nice awesome dollars wow four hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> I'm better come with a new pair of vapor flies yeah, exactly so yeah so we'll do that uh, uh you know erin will walk me to the start line on saturday on sunday morning and then hopefully she'll be able to well she'll be able to because it's only about 800 meters away from the hotel she'll yeah. go back hopefully and just chill out and then meet me back at the finish line but yeah yeah Nice. I'm 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 going to do my routine of catching public transport, and I like to get on public transport and just see all the other nervous people jumping on. Nice. Um, and it also means that by the time you get to the other end, you're ready to go to the bathroom and do yeah. all that sort of stuff. So that's a good point. Yeah. Right on. Uh, and laying all my gear out, trying to work out exactly what I'm going to wear. Yeah, uh, I'm good. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm going to wear, and um, I've I've figured that out. And I just got to make sure that everything's charged yes. and ready to go. Garmin, heart rate monitor, head. Uh, my headphones and yeah yeah i'm tossing up between a couple of different t-shirts right now just trying to work out exactly which one i want to wear do i want something nice and loose or do i want something a little bit more fitted i don't know i'll figure it out i probably shouldn't eat a whole loaf of bread well i just ate a whole loaf of bread so probably not the best thing to do talk about carb loading jesus (laughs) i was hungry it was only a small loaf it wasn't a full loaf yeah but you're you're a giant so what's a small loaf to you well you know it's like um a little batan loaf so oh fair uh, enough yeah, about that big. Oh, okay. 
All right. Yeah, I would call not it, yeah, huge. That's fair. Yeah. Not like an actual yeah. store-bought loaf of bread. No, 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 no. Like a little fancy artisanal type. Uh, it was jalapeno and cheese. Nice. So, yeah, nice. it's very tasty. Very mm. good. Yeah. So, um, well, listeners, next time you hear from us, it'll be a recap of how we've gone at the Nike Melbourne Marathon Festival. Indeed. Well, look, everybody, hopefully we'll see some of you there. And if not, definitely listen in next week to hear how we went. We're going to have Dean on the podcast probably the week after that. I did tell him next week, but then I realized we've got to do our race recap, so we'll have him on after that. But yeah, look, everybody, hope to see you there. Hope to talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening. We hope to see you out there on the roads, the trails, and the treadmills going above and beyond what you ever thought possible. We'll catch you next time.